0: Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic show This Week in WordPress and Tech. We do this every Friday around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. I've got a great panel, got a new friend joining us and I've got an old friend of the show. I'm going to, ladies first, Nasha Green. Would you like to introduce yourself to the
2: triumph? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Naisha Green. I am the editorial director of Master WP and I'm very happy to be here. I'm such a big fan of yours, Jonathan. I don't know if you saw my tweets, but you're in my top five now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can come back again. That's the only time. the rest of the
1: panel got nothing nice to say about me. <laughs> Apart from John, John, my friend, you know. Um, I've got Sally, Sally, a friend as well sometimes until I fever off. Um, Sally, <laughs> do you like to introduce yourself? I,
3: I am Sally, the WP fangirl, uh, <clears throat> and my cat is here. Uh, and... Uh, <clears throat> Um looking forward to having both uh Naisha and uh Brian uh, on the show today.
1: Yes, got old friend of the show, Brian Jackson. Brian, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm Brian Jackson, uh co-founder at Forge Media. And uh along with my brother, we develop a couple of WordPress plugins.
1: So it's you know, very, very good plugins, they are
4: at all. And Brian's a great guy.
1: He's um, when, he, when he's awake. <laughs> this is why I was okay. late, actually. Yeah, I do that. Um, you've got to get you Starbucks.
5: Uh, um, I've got Uncle Spence. Spence, would you like to introduce yourself to the job? It's Spence from WPLaunchify.com. Unsponsored this uh, episode. That's good. I used all my sponsors up last episode.
1: Yeah, I think you did, actually. i got my friend, John Locke, my long-term suffering friend that has to deal with my madness. You're muted, John, as well. Yeah, uh, John from Lockdown SEO. That's great. And before we go into the main WordPress and tech stories of the week, I've got a few messages from our major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks.
4: Are you looking for
5: ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today.
0: The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning, and autofix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself, you seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, BlogVault.
1: We're coming back. I'd like to point out we've got some great special offers from the sponsors, some great recommendations of WordPress plugins, services, and a load of other stuff. You can get all these goodies by going over to WPTonic slash recommendations, and you'll find it all there, Tribe. What more could you ask for? So let's go straight into it. I think there is only one major story. Of the week um digital ocean requires cloud waves um brian you were part of a you know still are a bit of equity owner i think i think i'm not sure um of kingster yeah. what did you make of this this news digital ocean requiring cloud waves what do you make of it brian
4: um that one caught me actually by surprise like there's been a lot of wordpress acquisitions I feel like over the last year, but that one definitely caught me by surprise. Um, and I think I think most companies, to be honest, are all going for acquisitions, whether they say so or not. And at some point, the you know CEOs, C level managers, all those people, they get tired and they just want to you know be done at that point uh, or move on to other things. So um, I you know I don't know if this is where they were headed from the beginning, if they were just heading for an exit or they just thought they found a good partnership with DigitalOcean. Digital um, I've worked on quite a few CloudWay sites, so I've used their dashboard quite a bit with clients and stuff. And so I know, like, it's pretty intertwined with DigitalOcean already. So, I mean, I think it makes sense for them to acquire them if, if they want to get, like, a tighter integration. Like, it makes sense in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy for their team. I think uh, I've, you know, met many of them at WordCamps. Um, you know, I talked with lots of them on twitter and so yeah they have a great team and i know they worked really really hard to get where they're at so i'm i'm happy for them
1: yes so nature what do you reckon about this
2: um it was a surprise to me as well cloudways is was actually a sponsor of master wp um so it was god (laughs) yeah it was it was like uh you know we're gonna stop plugging them this week uh what's going on but yeah, it caught me a surprise too. But as a surprise too. But as Rob tweeted, you know, if you sponsor Master WP, there's a big possibility you might get acquired and get millions of dollars. So that's something for everybody. <laughs> about.
1: I just love it. You, you, you're actual, I can tell. So Uncle Spencer, what do you
2: reckon?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along, I, I like your. By the way, I like that line of thinking. Along that line of thinking. I personally want to take credit for this acquisition. Uh, I think it had to do with my caching article that appeared at uh, Master WP. Uh, I've heard. no, But Cloudways is my uh, go-to recommendation because of the way they handle everything up front, all jokes aside, with allowing full control over caching and varnish and so forth. Plus, they work with one of our clients, Till who provides object cache. And all the things you need in Cloudways are for at least objective purposes in the control of the site owner or the person working on the site, unlike WP Engine and some other name brands that we've already talked about. So Hello, I like Welcome that have been back. acquired by DigitalOcean because DigitalOcean has apparently enormous resources. Um, and this is just another example of how the consolidation is happening. But unlike other acquisitions, this is not a going off, into some room to die. This is a hundred percent. The Cloudways is just going to have more resources to do what they do. And there is some kind of digital feedback, Jonathan. Despite whatever you say, because I just heard something echo back to me.
1: So. Yeah, I just uh, I just pressed a button. He's, yeah, he's, okay. become, he's he's becoming like my oldest co-host. Bill, he's becoming the sound Nazi on the quiet. Uh, um, John, what did you make of
6: this, John? Another week, another WordPress business gets acquired. I mean, it's kind of a common theme over the last year or year and a half. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see uh, what DigitalOcean does here and do they start challenging some of the more incumbent hosting companies head-to-head like WP Engine and Kinsta and uh, Liquid Web. We will see.
1: Yeah, well, they they must be joyous about that news, mustn't they? So, um, (laughs) I would imagine Brian's already wondering about his his equity. Uh, um, So, Sally, Sally, what did you make of this?
3: I think it makes enormous sense for DigitalOcean, which, uh, you know, I mean, they give you really, like, bare-bones server space here, install something. Uh, And if you don't, uh, uh, you know... If, if you don't know what you're doing, you can't really take advantage of DigitalOcean. Now, you know, my husband being the geek he is, is like, well, but it's really not that hard to provision a server on DigitalOcean. And if if you know something about it, I suppose not. But uh, for ordinary people, uh, there's a reason that Cloudways had a successful business and other, other companies whose job it is to help make the uh, on-ramp uh, for these uh, cloud hosting providers, uh, easier. So uh, it, it seems like a no brainer for DigitalOcean to acquire Cloudways because um, it should help them bring in lots more customers. Um, and <clears throat> so, uh, uh, it, it, I think uh, you know it's likely to be uh, successful. Uh, it's a it's a sensible pairing. I wasn't expecting it, but I just. You know, I don't pay attention to who might be likely to acquire whom, and it's one of those things where, well, I wasn't expecting it, but it made immediate sense when I saw the news.
1: I just, I just dream of that day when I'm bought by Go Daddy, and I can just say nice things about them because they. I mean, you know, it's for r- two r- years r- they owe my soul and in, in every part of me, so I just.
5: That's it's so worth cool mentioning thing. that DigitalOcean was one of the five hosting companies offered inside of Cloudways, and DigitalOcean could have come right out and sort of said, "We're going to kick out <laughs> essentially the other four choices or something like that, and we're going to acquire your customers." But the fact that they're not doing that is interesting because it's a lot like in the the, the bottling industry where you know there's like maybe three bottlers and they have forty seven brands. And even though they own the brands, they're all on the shelf to give people perception and in factual case, you know, choices. And I think that's what's really interesting because you don't have to kind of like double take on everybody when you acquire a company. And I, I think that'll be useful for them.
1: I just think probably, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I just would imagine that Cloud weighs his small beer to Digital ocean. You know, I don't know what, you know, because Cloudways is a private company and I don't even know. if Is DigitalOcean still a private company or is it a public company? No, don't it's public. Um, I would imagine Cloudways is small beer to the kind of turnover that DigitalOcean's doing. But who knows? I might be totally wrong about that. I normally am trying. Totally wrong. Um, but it doesn't stop me, does it? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> I think we killed that. The panel, they showed no enthusiasm for this, latest, but what are you going to say? That's
4: the point. One last thing I was going to point out, too, is that um, I think they're very different than like Kinsta or WP Engine or Pagely, which I guess is technically you now GoDaddy, another one acquired. Um, but like when I was at Kinsta, like we weren't really, to be honest, really competing with Cloudways that much, which might be surprising sure. to some. They're very different types of customers, in my opinion. Now, that might change, which DigitalOcean based on what they're pushing. You know, maybe they're going to push more managed stuff um, with Cloudways. But uh, the Cloudways were always more people that were like tinkers. um, And that's not really what we were getting at Kinsta. (laughs) Um, So it's... um, Or WP Engine. So I, I think it's still very two different types of customers. But... Yeah, I think it's going to be a positive for, for Cloudways and DigitalOcean, I think.
1: Yeah,
5: DigitalOcean has a $4.4 billion market cap.
1: Yeah, I, I think Cloudways is just a, a small beer. To, on the New yeah. York Stock Exchange. Yeah, it's a small beer, really. It's well, loose. I think it's Cloudways, just loose.
5: Based on the sale price, you can estimate that Cloudways' revenues are a percentage, obviously, of the 300 and something million. dollars. So you guess under $100 million. I'm sure it's probably maybe half of that, maybe $50 million, which is still really, really generous for what it is. And this is the third or fourth company of these founders. But DigitalOcean Holdings is huge. Yeah,
1: it's it's small. It's loose change for them, in other words. On to (laughs) – just bonkers, really, isn't it? Uh, On to the next story. This should get the panel going a bit. Uh, um, You never know, though. A prominent vaccine skeptic. Returns to Twitter. Oh, somebody's already rolling their eyes. Uh, um, so, year eh? um you you rolled your eyes there. So, I think you've got, I've got to ask you: What do you think of the? It's it's from the Atlantic. So, what's your thoughts about this prominent vaccine skeptic and his crusade, his determination
2: to get back onto Twitter? Gosh, I could say so much, but yeah, please do. That's why you're here. <laughs> I will say at this point, where you know everyone in the United States are pretty much ignoring the virus. Not saying that's what they should do. I absolutely hate that. Um, will it be as big of a deal now as it was? That's my question about it.
1: So, well, uh... it
2: should, but you know, will it? Well, I thought the interesting part,
1: panel, was that, you know, obviously um, obviously Uncle Spence will give his some, um, because of his experience, 101, you um, always say, we can't comment on the company's policy. You just don't get into a discussion on Slack with a, a user. Secondly, but I thought the other thing, that our beloved government actually seemed to be kind of influencing Twitter to... Get him off, basically. So, Uncle Spence—that piqued my ing- interest on various levels. This article was your own faults.
5: I mean, the guy, the guy, whatever the reason was for him getting on, it's sort of besides the point. I mean, it's like somebody who got in trouble for talking about a horse race or something, good or bad or otherwise, got kicked off, and now the horse race is over, sort hopefully, and you know. <laughs> Now they're like, you can come back to the racetrack. Okay, great. But the bigger thing is, which I'll tie this story to, is that I was really pleased personally, although I'm not really, I like to be apolitical. I'm obviously very liberal um, in a fairness sense. I, I saw this week how the White House finally started, this administration finally started using Twitter to shut down those uh, out-of-control lunatic Republicans that were complaining about people getting their college loans forgiven. Like the, the one douchebag and got 200 million dollars of PPP loans complaining about hard work or something, and yeah. But the,
1: they, they, they worked for that money, not these students, but I'm saying, like, you for know. God's Marjorie sake.
5: Green,
3: hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Their great grandfathers worked for that,
5: <laughs> Matt Gates, fifty four thousand. Like, you just go down the list after of these they took bags. it away.
3: From Naisha's
5: grandparents. <laughs> These, <are laughs> reckless. These
1: young people, they're reckless. They've been they've been taught the wrong message by getting, you know, getting some of their debt. Do as we it. say,
5: not as we do, because okay, so the takeaway for me is I I am obviously <laughs> liberal towards as a capitalist, fair is fair is fair. If a huge corporation should get some benefit. The single mom or dad or whatever, the waiter waitress should get the same access to the cannot stuff. Cannot be. Cannot and be. So Twitter levels the playing field of calling people out. If you are a nut job like this guy was, and after the horse race is over, you're still whining about vaccine this and that. It's like whatever. Go talking to the well, because like we already know that the vaccine's made a difference in a positive way. So you're just like blah 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 blah. You're like I'm Alex just- Jones. I just want to uh, I just want to comment
1: on this student loan thing. I'm I'm being very cynical here. Surprise, surprise, panel. I just I just think Biden the banks lent on Biden because the delinquency rates are going up, and they just they just got Biden just to spew out a hundred million. To, to cuz they knew they do they weren't going to get paid for these students anyway so they just laid on him it, it, uh, hey,
5: and, they don't want and anybody let me, else to get the same benefit that they've been getting all along sorry John.
1: let
6: it's, me point this out too he did not do this uh using an executive action he used this using legislation that was passed by Republicans during the Bush era yeah. Uh, under the Heroes Act, yeah, but
1: it's, it's the wrong people, John. It's, it's it's not the right. It's not the right people that should, you know, the top one percent. You know, the the the, big, the bigger the thing, thing that I want to talk about, yeah. The, the bigger
6: thing I want to point out, like with the people getting back on on Twitter, or getting kicked off Twitter or these platforms. These platforms are, are fearful of. um people dying from the virus, so they know that it's real, and then they'll be sued by the families. So that's why they took action. But a lot of these people who have podcasts or they're authors or they have uh, some kind of grift going, like Alex Jones or whoever, their whole thing is to incite uh, white grievance. Because in the history of the United States and uh, of Western culture, white people, Tell everybody else what to do, and nobody tells them what to do. So when you say like you should take this vaccine, you know, to protect everybody else, they're like, "I'm not going to do that. That that's rules are for everybody else, not for us." Well, so, yeah. So, um,
1: so um, Brian, um, the other part that interests me about this story is that they utilise artificial intelligence to make this chart that the that the White House had that showed them who were the leading influencers that were spewing propaganda in their view, and they, then they used it. I thought that was a – because it's kind of linked to one of the other stories that I've listed, how artificial intelligence has probably been utilised for the dark side, Brian. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough
4: one too, and I don't – I actually don't know what a good solution for that because the spam uh, on Twitter right now is just horrible. Um, I mean, and you see all the stuff about Elon Musk and trying to clean up the spam and all the bots and all this stuff in in the news and stuff. Um, But again, I'm for free speech. So, like, I'm a big Bitcoiner. I'm probably, over the last few years, I'm more anti-government than I probably have ever been. Um, And um, Bless your
1: little little heart.
4: And so I'm just... uh, I think having uh, free speech is important, um, but there you do have to draw a line somewhere. So, you know, when it comes to stuff that's dangerous, um, but then who decides what's dangerous? So it's, I don't I don't know, that is a really tough one. And then to use AI to determine what is dangerous and what isn't, that's even trickier. So I really what don't could, know. What could
1: good... possibly go wrong, Brian? What
4: yeah, but I, I definitely don't like one party, like, determining, like, they should you know, ban more people on this platform than the other platform. I, I definitely don't like that. But again, I don't I don't know what a good solution to that is. Um, I tend to use a bunch of social media blockers, so I try to just stay out of all this stuff. Um, and I just follow, like, people on Twitter lists, that just the people I really want to see. Um, so I don't Do you like... Blo-
1: Do you block me, else, Brian? Brian?
4: Do I what? Block me. No, I don't block you. Um, I see a lot of... Most of the stuff I look at is just WordPress and Bitcoin, to be honest. That's all I see. I don't see, I don't look at politics. I don't ever go on Twitter just to browse Twitter. Like I'm, I literally just see certain topics. So, um, but yeah, that's, it's a tough one. I don't know the solution to that is. And then the vaccine stuff with COVID, I think complicated. I mean, I got vaccinated. I have an autoimmune disease, so I took it out of risk. And I, when I got COVID, I was out for like 30 days, like almost in the hospital um, and so, I mean, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't gotten the vaccine. So I, yeah, you would have, probably, uh, you
1: would have probably died, Brian.
4: I, I, yeah. Cause, uh, I think the biggest, you know, misconception is people think it stops you from getting COVID. No, it doesn't. It stops you from dying. If you get COVID, it's not going to stop you from That's getting it. That's um, a result, so,
1: isn't it? That's a result though, isn't it, Brian?
4: It, yeah, it is, but but again, I'm not for also mandatory vaccines either. So it's a tricky, you know. You can do whatever you want with your own body. So I'm I'm pro that. So it's yes, yeah. Over the last few years, I think everybody's like choosing like you know different sides, and it's it's getting really crazy out there, in my opinion.
1: I don't actually. I think it's a bit for cop out. I think the law. I just you know, Uncle Spencer's. You know, there's strict laws about slander, about shouting out fire. You know. Cinema and cool. Now there's a framework out there. You know, there's always been boundaries when it was radio, newspaper. um They just want to cop They want boundaries. These platforms want boundaries when it suits them, and they don't want boundaries when it doesn't suit them. They want their cake and eat it at the same time. Well, you reckon that? Yeah, you're not in your head in agreement, which is a good good tactic with me. <laughs>
2: I agree. Um, have you? Have any of you all read World War Z? Not seen the movie because it's different. World War Z, the the no. uh, zombie novel. So okay, I'm. I'm I, I, don't
1: read, I, don't, I don't have to read. I don't have to. I don't have to read
2: those. I've got, this, okay. I've got this. I've got this panel to uh, do that. Uh, um, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So a lot of things that happen. So it's about a zombie outbreak or whatever. And a lot of things that happened in that novel, it kind of happened with COVID. And one of the big things they had to kind of stop misinformation about the virus was like uh, something called Radio Free Earth, where people from all over the world, different countries, spoke different languages. They got together and they tried to just stop misinformation about the virus because, you know, miseducation, they say in the book, was killing more people than the virus at one point. So i th- that thought about COVID. I think that was something that we would need. Like, we just need like a group, like, you know, the CPC, the WHO, to come together and do that. But that book was written in 2003. I didn't think that, I don't think that they anticipated that we would have, if we set up a radio free earth, we set up these organizations that told everybody, you know, this is false information, this is true information. We would have several more people set up their own saying, no, this is what I think. If you go outside and cover yourself in dirt, you'll be okay. If you, eat a horse, a newborn horse, you'll be okay. So it's, I think what you're saying is, yeah, like people should have freedom of speech. I'm with Brian. People ask me that all the time about mass. you I uh, say,
1: but it's... I, I was reassured that our former former president, Mr. <laughs> president Papa, Papa Trump, as I call him, <laughs> Papa Trump, uh, um, got was getting vaccine advice from Dr. Oz, you know, uh, um, that... Just fills you with joy, doesn't it? You had a direct line to Papa Trump,
2: you know. What what could go What could go wrong? Yeah, but my point with that is that it's just so much misinformation out there. It's so many people discrediting, like the World Health Organization, the CDC, people we look to for information. I'm sorry. Like you should have freedom of speech, but there's a limit. People are dying. It's like who? It's the question is who can say what's the boundary? If somebody dies, you need to be shut up. I'm sorry. Every life is precious. Not that's not like a pro-choice thing. Come oh, no. I mean, on, really? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be frank about it. Nice I have there. to have that to an extent. You know, terms and conditions may vary, but for right now, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs>
1: some lives are pretty dismal, aren't they? Let's be frank about it, Rob. Uh, um... <laughs> We haven't got many You haven't got many of the audience. Normally we have some fantastic com- um um comments from the live audience. It must be August. They've all gone out, you know. Uh, um so let's um <laughs> let's um let's go on to the other story. Oh, thank God for this. Announcing Spectra two point zero. It's like a white horse charging in that's gonna save Gutenberg. It's just I'm just when I, I've been playing around with it, and I'm so relieved that somebody, some force out there has got hold of this, this nightmare of a project, and's going to save it. Uh, um, and it's it's this, it's really fantastic. Uh, so Spencer, what, what do you think about that? I'm so relieved that somebody's actually doing something decent for
5: this for this project. Uh, um, what do you reckon? Um, okay, in context, I've I'm I have a good working relationship and i am always been a big fan of what Suja is doing across the board, especially with Astra, which is really one of the most popular, if not the most popular themes. I've discussed ad nauseum, how I think full site editing is a complete waste of time and a distraction. So if you look at the major themes like Astra, Cadence, uh, generate Blah, uh, press and so forth, and I'm not including Divian Elementor as a, a purposeful thing, you can do an amazing amount of stuff. But what I find interesting about Spectra is how you take the thing that is not a um, visual website builder, and you make it a visual website builder by the way you present it. So as a marketer, I really love what they've done here, but it's Other people should take note, because all Spectra is is a container full of Gutenberg blocks.
1: Oh, no. It's it's a a beautiful UX design, and you can
5: tell they put some fault in. You're you're such a... Hold on. on. (laughs) Not true. Okay. Not true at all, Jonathan. It is the Ultimate Gutenberg Blocks Collection version two, and it's exactly the same as Cadence Blocks or it's exactly the same as the other Blocks Collections. There is a separate plugin for starter templates as well as a hosting thing. And there's a separate number of other add-ons for Astra that you can buy a la carte. My point is not a negative comment. It's to say they've taken the idea that WordPress customers look at Elementor or Divi as a thing now. Like it's Elementor's the whole WordPress ecosystem because it's a visual builder. And they've just taken one little part of it, the blocks, put together with the theme and other marketing to help people feel like what they're getting is the same thing. And I think that's what WordPress would have, could have, should have been doing all along and still could do is if you just present WordPress as a cohesive platform, simple for anyone, everybody gets it. So this is a lesson in how to really do good marketing. Yeah. And one of, one of the things that I do personally in this ecosystem is to act like a Rosetta Stone. You know, the launch kit thing is to say, look, instead of going through 64,000 plugins, here's the stack of stuff that for free you can start with. And talk I don't know about. About how you link this to your own product. I'm, I'm very because interested. Because this is one plugin that's existed for years with a new name, but read the copy build build ultra fast websites using our visual website builder it's not a builder it's gutenberg yeah
1: the, right
5: Fair is just yeah blocks yeah, I agree with you there. So, John,
1: so, <laughs> so
5: John. like this is an example of where are you going on with this commentary because you're just creating like i just like up, getting you going. I just like, I like, that's my job to you get just the pad of Noise generator for no good reason on my oh, Sally, I will oh, sell
1: my ability to get people rattled is unlimited. So, John, uh um, I'm so relieved, John. This nightmare that is Gutenberg. I I just see some light at the end of the channel. This godforsaken parasitic field project might actually do somebody's come to the rescue, you know, i was, you know, actually worked out some decent UX design and got this this poxy project somewhere where it might be usable. What do you reckon, John?
6: Yeah, I mean, um yeah, until the day that Gutenberg is, uh, all that automatic envisions it to be, we'll have products like this to fill the gaps. So another product of <laughs> dozens, but yeah, it does look like a pretty good UX. Looks, looks pretty awesome. So I, I have to say, like, I have client sites that are on Gutenberg too, and editing sometimes is very buggy. Like there'll be, and I'm I'm not saying this to disparage Gutenberg, but uh, there are bugs still, and it it, it frustrates clients because um, they don't understand what's going on, and that's the biggest thing is is they look at WordPress
1: as buggy, so yes. yeah, yeah, actually I. I'm just relieved, dear. You know, I just see light at the end. I'm I'm sick of tired of talking about this poxy project and its inability to go anywhere at any speed. You know, what what's your thoughts on this?
3: Well, I'm really sick of talking about it. You might stop.
1: Well, it's a WordPress. <laughs> it's a WordPress podcast. Isn't it, Sally? You know, that is a slight problem, isn't it? You know, in the tavern, that's all they ever talk about is freaking Gutenberg blocks, isn't it? So what do you reckon, Thea?
2: I like, um, well, I hesitate to say this. God forbid someone throw a brick through my window. I like full site editing and I think it will definitely help the project. Um, (laughs) Don't don't
3: worry, we'll be getting bricks together because I'm, I'm all Gutenberg all the time. Well, thank you for uh,
4: giving me warning. I am also. I am.
1: <laughs> I, I. I just. I want to. I want to use Gutenberg. I want to give up on these other poxy page, and I'll be nasty to them. Good luck to them. But I. You know, <laughs> this this bloody project needs to needs some direction, and it needs to get and never be needs to get into state where it doesn't rely on third-party people to come and save it. But, but WordPress not...
3: has never been in that state. That, I, it has oh, yeah, always cool. required plugins to make WordPress actually the thing that you need to do the things that you need to do.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, Brian, what do you reckon, my beloved friend? I mean, I'm, I'm pro-Gutenberg. Hmm. Um, I think when Gutenberg first came out, I mean, I'm talking like... Really, beta like first came out. I wrote an article on Kinsta, kind of bashing Gutenberg, but I completely publicly came out saying I changed my mind. Um, we changed the article. You saw on the light. Kinsta, it, was, it was
1: that moment on the road to Damascus, and you the yeah. heavens. And you saw the light. Was it right?
4: It. I think it does take a while to like understand what they're trying to do and see like where where it's going. But I am with Spencer. Like I'm a fan of. I've been using Generate Blocks now for a while, and I think. Um Tom over at Generate Press and Generate Blocks is doing the same thing Spencer said about like Spectra. They're taking what blocks should sure. be and they're envisioning a thing around it and displaying sure. it better for the user. Now I think generate blocks is more for tinkers. It's kind of like the cloud ways of what do you call them? Block builders, I guess you could say now. We have a new new category of block builders. Um but and spectra is probably going more for the elementor crowd, where it's more, you know, just give me the easy UI, drag stuff where you want it, good to go. Whereas generate blocks is definitely not that. You have to spend time understanding kind of how blocks work. But the cool thing is you can still design pretty much literally anything. Um, With the block system, like it's actually really, really powerful. Now, speaking to what John said, there are lots of bugs. I just filed one the other day in GitHub. Like big bugs. So there's still stuff that exists that need to be fixed. But... um, I think we'll get there eventually but again like Sally said I I think Brian
1: Brian future. this is so, this is this is 3 years into this Godforsaken project no four I, four but how years long, in 5 years into this Godforsaken you know come off it Brian you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a freaking train
4: wreck but how long were we on the classic editor like a, a decade more than a decade i mean it
3: and how many people did not use some kind of plugin to make that editor uh, uh, do things that it didn't do?
4: Exactly. Yeah,
5: and I, I, I will be the... the train wreck. I mean, sorry, Brian, to interrupt you, but like the train wreck conversation is over, Jonathan. It's it's fine. We're we're well into the wheels are greased and it's moving.
4: Yeah. Oh, right, fair enough. All and right. I'm I'm the biggest. Uh, I'm not a fan of Elementor, even though I'm a fan of what they did for the space. But I don't. I think they're detracting from the ecosystem as far as, like, now they're doing their own cloud thing, too, which, having worked at a hosting provider, I have different opinions on that. But they're basically... <laughs>
3: not, you, you feel some not, kind of way a, about it's that. Not <laughs> yeah. da-
4: it's well, not a great
1: day for your equity in Kinster,
4: is it? Really, I, is I, it? Yeah. I don't like products that silo you off, especially in the WordPress ecosystem, because I feel like that's the antithesis of what WordPress is. So... I'm gonna name a couple of names here. I don't mind because I'm say this on my blogs anyway. So, like Azoic, it's an ad ad network that you can use, um, but they silo you off so you can't use any optimization plugins. Now you have MediaVine. On the other hand, they're completely open to any optimization plugins you want to do. Same same type of thing. It's the same with Elementor. Like they're siloing you off from using anything else in WordPress almost. And I just have a huge problem. With products and services that do that. And they're they're heading further and further down that route. So it's like when an elementary client reaches out for help to me, I'm like, sorry, I can't do anything for you. Um so that's not what WordPress has ever been to me. I think products like generate blocks, even Spectra, like they should work within the ecosystem mm. so that everything you can use whatever you want. So but
1: Yeah, I think Elementor, that's their that's their direct that's where they want to go. They want to build a cloud-based SaaS that competes with Wix and um, and um, the other SaaS providers like Squarespace. That's their vision. And as they progress, they they want to drop WordPress, don't they? They want to make it more an enclosed system, don't they? It's obvious yeah. that's that's what their plan is. All right.
4: But that also I, shows you why how much improvement we still need to work on. In the ecosystem, that's why Elementor got so big so fast. Was the mm. current ecosystem is not good enough for the majority of users. So that's why they're going to Elementor. So I, there's still a lot of work to be done. I just I think it can be done. It's just yeah. it will take time.
1: Well, I think there's bigger issues than that. I think it's there's some fundamental changes in the whole way WordPress is run. For that optimistic um statement to be actually achieved. It won't be just achieved out of just the ether. It has to be worked on. And w- the past few weeks we've been discussing that, Brian, what needs to be done so that vision can actually happen. Um, so I think it's time for our break, beloved panel, guests. And we'll be back in a few moments, folks.
6: Build next generation WordPress forms with WS Form, the only fully responsive, no code form plugin. Choose from over 60 feature rich field types, conditional logic, repeaters, calculations, and more than 65 integrations to build intuitive, accessible forms. Upgrade your form plugin today at wsform.com. Use coupon code WP Tonic
5: for 20% off any WS Form edition. Hey, it's Ben's from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get
2: your copy today. tribe are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to use code wp tonic for a special discount just for the tribe with focus wp you don't have to worry about hiring firing or any other hr nightmares just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in focus on what you love outsource the rest
1: We're coming back. We've had a bit of a discussion. The panel seemed very civilised to me this week. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Spencer's got some remarks for me. I can rattle Spencer up quite easily. Uh, um, so, um, but before we go on to the other stories, um, I do a weekly newsletter. Um, you want to sign up? You know, it's almost as good as. Master WP, but not quite. But um, I, I, you will read my uh, edi- weekly editorial where I take some target and I have a go at it. Um, Uncle Spencer is supposed to produce something and I've offered it to the rest of the panel We we'll see if they can knock up something. Can they want to join me in being marked as deviants in the WordPress community? there we go uh um so <laughs> there we go the pain i, I wouldn't have it any other way really <laughs> yeah, there, there you are I, I take it as a mark um,
5: i would rather be like groucha marks and wonder why anybody would want me in their club than to be in that club of those other people so
1: yeah exactly um I, i've always been a loner so i accept it uh um so <laughs> god on to the next story um Any scale raises 99 million to build a distributed AI computer platform. It's a bit dry and it came from the hostess of the MOSIS, Stephanie Hudson. She seemed to, and I thought, should I include it? And then I had a bit of a read up and then I thought to myself, it really does show the future because marketing automation, kind of linking AI and Having open source platforms, you could also see what the future of WordPress could be. In some ways, about you know, in some ways, I see, and it's linked to um, Spencer's vision of WordPress being a platform, and you have this le- Lego, and you click the Lego on top of the platform thing. So, Brian, what was your thoughts of um, them getting ninety nine million and? Um, it all seems very exciting, doesn't it, Brian?
4: Yeah, I I mean, I think at this point, we're past the thing of like AI is the future or not. I think we're all, I think everyone can agree that like AI is happening, whether we like it or not. Um, And um, I... Honestly, this article was, I had to read it like twice because there, <laughs> there was a lot of companies I had no clue who they even were. In this article. Um, I
1: did do a bit of a dive and I thought I was onto to it a little bit and then I realized yeah. I know nothing. You
4: know? And to be honest, I don't keep up with a lot of the AI news either. Um, but I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, at The marketing side is where I, I don't know, I've always been such a hands-on person, like to do things myself. So I've never really been a hand like a huge proponent of like automating SEO or automating anything because I like to do it myself and I, maybe that's just a personal thing. Um, but again, maybe I maybe now I I'm just like giving away my age too. Maybe I'm <laughs> now old. I guess um, Brian, so. you are an infant. <laughs> oh,
3: thanks, thanks um,
4: Brian. Can you imagine what I'm feeling with you
1: saying that? Thanks a lot, Brian. But I'm even going, uh, I'm going off you, Brian. I've always liked
4: you. <laughs> um, but, but. but yeah, it's I, I yeah I, I I think AI is here to stay, and obviously, yeah, them getting 99 million in funding is yeah, it's no joke. And so, yeah, but again, I think it's just it'll be interesting to see where five years from now we are with all the AI stuff. I think
1: it was kind of because we had a little I had a little article about the former. Founder of WeWorks, so he's he's got 350 million, that toe rag, you know, and that these people, you know, and it's from the same source. It's like you know, really, really good investing and really bad investing. You know, what could go wrong in investing in that toe rag and his wife? You know, what could go wrong? Um, so Sally, what did you reckon about this?
3: I, well, I don't know. Uh, much of anything about any of these uh, companies. Uh, I do think, I mean, AI is certainly, you know, uh, uh, already the present, not, never mind the future. And it's going to be happening. And I saw an interesting um, discussion about, you know, uh, how most imaginings of AI are, uh, you know, and most of its appearances in in fiction and so on have been very sort of... Um, uh, negative and uh, end of the world and that this probably tells you more about the people doing the imagining uh, uh, than it necessarily does about AI. But of course, uh, if those people uh, uh, are the ones creating the AI, it is likely to, you know, exist in their image and be somewhat malevolent. And the real challenge is, you know, can we imagine and create uh, uh, an AI that uh, is not just like carrying on the mission of colonization.
1: So, Uncle Spencer, uh, you know, anybody asks me what they should do career wise, I, I think it's learn Python, isn't it? Really, really quick. If you want to secure living for the next 20 years, learn your Python, I'll oh, no. I would suggest.
5: I had a client this week, ironically, who got suckered into a $30,000 custom Python project when a $2,500 WordPress solution would have done just fine. So I code in a few languages, and coding is probably number 45 on my list of things that I would say I know how to do. Nevertheless, Python, that's like learning Visual Basic or something. I mean, that is just not something I would say as a modern language to start learning and hope to make a living from. I would say one of those new, you know, JavaScript-based language, Node.js or something, maybe, but Not Python. I mean, and the thing is, look who's funding this. You know, I mean, it's just Andreessen Horowitz and their jillions of dollars betting on more horses in the race, which we all know is going to happen. We all know AI is going to be everywhere.
1: But this guy, is he he as bad as I feel he is? No, this is
5: not an ad hominem attack. You're confusing it. Andreessen Horowitz those two guys are fine. I mean, Andreessen made his money from Netscape and thereafter, and I had my own encounters with some of his... It's not him. It's that when you reach the stage and just watch the old reruns of Silicon Valley, okay, when you reach the stage when you're living in that area, and I was fortunate enough to visit uh, uh, when I did a college tour with my kid who just started uh, in December, it is gorgeous. But I will make a couple observations. When you go to you know, the area over there. It's like visiting a country club that is a part of a state because the people there have so much money and so much capital, their decisions are not the normal decisions that regular human beings make. Right? Like once you, you, it's the old John Lennon quote, but like once you've reached the necessities being taken care of in life Lots of people go various ways, but more money doesn't make you nicer, smarter, make you anything else. It just amplifies your normal behavior. And in this country club bubble, they're controlling trillions of dollars of private capital that has nowhere else to go. So they start throwing it at these inventions like AI because they know that ultimately that's going to be so ingrained into everything that they'll have more control. And think of the Koch brothers right now, or think of any of the media companies like fox and so forth they control everything because they have the entire coverage over every single drip and drop that gets distributed and that's what's going on here is that this company has got a good idea 199 million dollars and dreisen's able to put money into it because his investors are like yeah we're going to we're going to have our hooks into that line of business too and it's a worthy risk and that's the risk for anything it has nothing to do with the software it has to do with like what will the software be used for and just think of one last movie reference is just go watch. It's a really great movie. But watch a Minority Report with Tom Cruise where, you know, the precognitive, whatever those people were, just tell the cops to go pick people up based on things they think are going to happen. That's where this kind of stuff is going.
2: That is one of my favorite movies, by the way. It's a
5: great movie, right? And it ends with humanity overcoming the AI for at least the five minutes that it happens. And the bad cop, the bad cop is a met, the chief of police is a metaphor for all the politicians and the other people in the venture capital world who think, oh, we're just making money. It's all good. But in reality, what they're doing is selling humanity down, you know down the pipe.
1: Oh, cryptocurrency, the blockchain will come to our rescue. That's what Brian's thinking. What is it with these crypto jocks, as I call them? I, I keep listening to the conversations and about 10 minutes in, I don't understand what a bloody word they're saying.
4: You know, what is it, I mean, Brian? That's, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a rabbit hole. To go down. Uh, I could speak for hundreds of hours on crypto and However, I yeah, but why can't
1: I speak English, though, Brian?
4: I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's hard for a, a a new user to understand. Like, I've tried to explain Bitcoin to my parents, and it takes many, many tries of explaining. <laughs> it's very hard to explain to them, um, and it's yeah, it's just the uh, the AI part of the stuff, though with. With crypto or the blockchain, that's actually what I'm more interested in to see um, what happens with the money side of things with AI. That's that's, because right now, if you're talking about crypto, like we're talking about comparing it to financial legacy systems of like, you know, wiring money and all this stuff. Like I would love to see more automation in that realm. And that's, in my opinion, that's what crypto and Bitcoin and stuff like that is trying to do, but... Right. I don't want to go off uh, on a tangent on. <laughs> right. There we go. I'm
1: going to go on to a much more important article. It's number five. And we've got the writer of it here. WordPress Community Engagement, the best WordPress accounts to follow on Twitter. Nashaya. Nashaya. The big question is, why wasn't I on your list? This is, <laughs> this, this is the big question. You know, I I, I was shocked, toilet when I read it, and I was not. And I'm sure Uncle Spencer feels the same. I, like, I, know, I, mean, I, mean, I didn't not...
5: even know you had a Twitter
1: account. <laughs> Do you... I'm not going to respond to that. No, I'm, uh, I'm just deeply, See? deeply every, puzzled. Every time I get my... controversial, I get taken down. Okay. Can you answer the question
2: though? Yes. yes. So I'm deeply hurt. You know, I'm like your number one fan. So I'm deeply hurt that you think I wouldn't include you, but let me tell you why I didn't include you. So um, I was watching the panel uh, with Brian, our tech director was on and you know, a lot of y'all expressed like the feelings that you didn't really like Twitter. So I was like, well, you all you don't really tweet that much. I'll just go on past <laughs> you, but I still, I still love and adore you and I'm still number one in the fan club. Um, Also, this article. I just love
1: this panel show. I just this is my fun day because I certainly don't get Uncle Spencer saying that about me.
2: (laughs) But um, Twitter, I use Twitter for a lot of positive reasons. But every time I get on or I read something in WordPress, it's like, oh, Twitter is the worst. Can you can you believe what they did on Twitter? And I just really wanted to highlight some positive things we can do on Twitter. I I have almost that's going to be a lie. Never mind. I have a lot of positive interactions on twitter so why not highlight some of those i'm tired of people like using it in a negative way if you keep using it and referring to it in a negative way it's going to be negative for you and you're probably not fun i have fun on twitter i get to <laughs> back up my bestie spencer and my bestie john and maybe if jonathan tweets some more of my bestie jonathan so i just want more people in the uh, community to communicate
1: yeah to be serious for a moment what how do you mm-hmm. personally keep a barrier? that, you know, obviously on any social network where you're prepared to comment and engage, you're going to get negativity. And some people say Mm -hmm. that Twitter and other are extremely, they feel bullied, they feel, and they're not happy about it. And Mm -hmm. how have you dealt? Because I'm sure you've got some remarks made you know, tell matter how, not, you know, and then how do you mentally deal with it, or do you, you just understand you're on it and deal with it?
2: Um, it's a combination of that, um, especially as I became a bigger person in the WordPress community, because um, most of the hate we got at first was directed at the Master WP account. Um, so, definitely, I've seen a lot of hate, especially when we talk about race and diversity and gender. It's people get very feral when you talk about that. Like, why are you making me? I'm making them. Think about that. Um, So, I mean, do blocking. I block. I block quickly. I'm not going to sit there and stew in negativity. Sometimes I respond. Sometimes I don't. But also, I think because I'm a millennial, I've been, well, not as much as Generation Z, but I've been in social media for a very long time. These To me, these are just people. They wouldn't say that to my face. When I see these people at WordCamp, they're not going to say anything to me. So it's like, for me, it's like, whatever, block, buy, whatever, block, buy. And Rob will pay you to disagree with us. If you disagree with Master WP, you can write for us and get paid. So, and people don't can want you get this? paid. You could never paid. told. He never told me that. Oh, that's oh. why Spencer wrote for him. He never bloody told me that one. <laughs> well, you know, I'm your new bestie, so I'm telling you. And so, I'm just like, if you don't want, it, I'll tell people like, hey, you disagree with me that much? Why don't you write and get paid? Oh no, I don't want to do that. Well, shut up. I don't care. Then I'm offering <laughs> you money. I'm offering all this I stuff. Why you. should I listen Shut to you? Up. Shut up! Get out of my Shut face. Up. So that's how I deal with it. Shut I, up! I, mean, <laughs> I suspect a lot of what one
3: experiences on Twitter has to do with like who you follow, and I yeah, that pretty much only follow like people I know, uh, people I have. Uh, you know, met or seen or or heard of like some of the authors I read and and so on who seem interesting. And sometimes, you know, I will follow somebody and end up unfollowing them because they have more negativity or or hostility than I expected. But uh, most of the time, uh, you know, yeah, I see like the usual sort of irritating ads from companies of no relevance or or interest. But that's no more offensive than advertising anywhere. Uh, And the few times I've had a really negative experience has tended to be when I have uh, opened my big fat mouth about something I really didn't know anything about and hadn't been invited to discuss.
1: Well, that's all my comments. So, John, I'm such an empty shrill. I'm so empty, John. The only thing I was interested when I read this, that I wasn't on the list and I'm sure that everybody else in the you know that's the main thing that probably got everybody in the WordPress community going. You know, we weren't one of the chosen. You know, am I? I'm such ah. an empty head, don't I? Dude? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, such empty head, don't I? I I'll I'll <laughs> just say this. Yes,
6: um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of these. Yeah, there's like a lot of this like cool kids club list. This is one of the things that I truly. Love about Master WP and what Rob and Ali and Naisha and all the rest of the team are doing is they are actually doing what we've been asking people to do for several years now, which is represent the community the way the community actually is. And I'm glad that like more organizations and uh, outlets are starting to follow suit. They're starting to see the light.
1: Well, it was uh, becoming a total yeah. yawn fest, wasn't it? I, know, I, I don't I want to hear about the
6: same, like, 25, like, white people that have been, uh, you know, on these lists of, like, who to follow in WordPress for the last, like, No To be truthful,
1: the prospects
3: going to you don't need to put them on a list because people are already following them. I don't
1: yeah, know. You know, it, it, like the prospect of going on post-date to Slack channel is a bit like me wanting to see, my local, don- see my local They're donkey. trying. I'm not going to just know. Uh, uh, they're um, trying. They're, um, they're trying. I'm sorry. I always, I'm always nasty. and I, I just have to have a. Uh,
6: I, I got to say this. People say, you know, people talk about <laughs> negativity on Twitter. And yes, I say some things on Twitter. And I got, I've gotten trouble on Twitter. I, I've, I've, I've come at people on Twitter. But I'll tell you, I've had a lot of people say some very hurtful things uh, to me on Twitter, too. And, and maybe I deserve that. But it's like Nye said, they would never say that to my face. And a lot of these people have had opportunity to say it to my face. And they don't do it. They they do like their little subtweets and, and things like that. Months. There's a lot of people are freaking cowards. So, you know, it is what it is. And that's, you know, I, it's fine. I'll tell you, I love Twitter because there is a window into there's so many other things. I know
1: you instill fear into people. I know no. when I when see a comment from John no, Locke, they, know, they know something's coming their way. I can actually, you know.
6: I love Twitter, especially now. Like, the, one of the features that I love is spaces because you can uh, get perspectives that you would normally not be able to get um, and, and a lot of people that I followed over the past few years, you know, I've learned a lot and, uh, from them and, and I just want to give props to that. So,
1: um, I think, I think Sally uh, understands this. I'm English, aren't I, Sally? You know, uh, you know, you, the, the more friendlier you get with people, the more sn- not not snarry remarks you're you're allowed you know english humor is about taking the piss out of people in general and well uh, now you, now you're uh,
3: starting to sound like stefan's description of the dutch you know you are as rude as possible to the people that you know best uh and um uh, this is uh uh, uh <clears throat> a little bit of a culture shock to me because actually the people that you know well and live with uh, deserve uh, having you be nice to them at least occasionally. I mean, yes, you should be able to say off the wall things to them sometimes, but if you Are actually sort of continually uh, hostile and argumentative, uh, you may find that you're not as close to them anymore.
1: That's the English way. You go down the pub, you knock a few beers, and you get a bit snarly with your friends. The old banter. I love it. Jag the donkey, as they say. You know, there we go. You had to say that, didn't you? You were just waiting for that, would you? He was just wanting to say that. Are you you
3: getting paid? You need that as like a a, a sound effect, right? That you can just drop.
1: I yeah, I need the donkey. Uh, there we go. Um, really? on to, uh, Welcome uh yeah, back. spill his coffee. Look, stop that. Old Brian will spill his coffee and he needs it to keep him awake during this podcast. He's wondering every time he comes on it, he wonders why he bothered. Uh um
4: oh, <laughs> I can tell I've missed the banter. I
1: can, do, <laughs> yeah, I can do Yeah, like hell you do. Uh um, on to the last story because Well, T-Mobile and SpaceX gets to announce something special. Well, you know, apart from the, you know, the flowery language, you know, it is amazing, isn't it, what they're going to do, isn't it, in a way? What do you reckon, Brian? Is you know, going to get coverage everywhere.
4: I'm actually a huge um, kind of Starlink fan, but it's because my – My dad's a pastor and he has a couple churches, but one's like way out in the boonies. Like I'm talking like way out in the middle of the woods. There's no internet, there's no cell phone coverage. And they wanted to live stream their, the services. And like, there's no way to do it. And they got Starlink and they were getting like 50 megs down, like in the middle of nowhere. And so I I actually think what they're doing, regardless of what, you know, your thoughts about Elon Musk are, um, like, I think actually Starlink is actually really cool technology um and it's definitely helping places like that are rural like getting connected to the internet which is which is i think is really cool um but partnering i guess this is about partnering with T-Mobile right like a merger or something together um yeah,
1: T-Mobile girl. I'm with them I think
3: more of know. a joint venture than a merger but
4: okay yeah so it couldn't tell, like by reading that, like what it was actually going to be. I think it's just hinting right now, right, at what it could possibly yeah,
1: be. Not, not. They probably don't know themselves, do they?
4: Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I think. I mean, if it ends up with more people getting connected, I I think that's a good. I think that's a great thing. So, um. It's, I don't they know. Seem if it's good to, to have just, them. I
1: watched the video. They seem to suggest at the end of next year they might have something working where it seamlessly. If you're in an area where there's no coverage, it will connect to Starlet, and you'll have some through T-Mobile. That's what they. Oh, okay. But yeah. It I, was a bit. It was all a bit vague, wasn't it? So, Uncle Spence, I think it's. I was trying to find an optimistic end to this podcast, so I thought it was a good, a good news story. What do you reckon, Uncle I, Spence?
5: Yeah, I have good news to report on my experiment. So I have over here in Alexander Graham Bell. Land of of Chicago. I am on uh, Xfinity cable for ninety seven dollars a month. By the way, their retail ninety seven dollar is more reliable, as I've said before, than their premium business because it uses any of the six channels on the cable, whereas the premium one you can only use the one business thing, and that always got messed up. So for four hundred a month, I never had anything. For ninety seven, it's pretty good. However, as you may have noticed a moment ago. And very frequently, because there's a construction zone around the corner, a new condo building, my Comcast keeps going down. So I got the new $25 Verizon 5G at home, $25 a month for super high band in a little box with a router and everything. And I was thinking, oh, I could throw this in the car and take this with me to a hotel or do whatever. I still can tether my phone, of course, but it's nice to have the one little box. Now, T-Mobile has that. What makes this whole thing of Starlink so obvious Is that we have that same monopoly I was just discussing with the Andreessen Horowitz model, that that mofos that that have the cable here in Chicago have a complete lock on everybody and in rural areas, even worse. As soon as somebody like Elon, who's like, I'm going to subsidize this because the stock traders are going to pay for the satellites and you guys get it for free or virtually for free gets his hooks into it, and then connects it to the 5G cellular and it works better. Watch how quickly the cost of Comcast cable goes down to like $2 a month, okay?
3: That would be awesome because mm. yes, I, I also live and, in,
5: in and Comcast that is land. My, and just to wrap my whole, hey, my, the whole horse, that my, horse, my whole horse metaphor, thank you, Stephanie Hudson, is that when that race takes off, it'll be just like the horse race in the text message game, and it'll be just like that in the WordPress hosting game that we're already seeing, which is nobody's going to be selling hosting anymore. They're going to be selling all of the concierge stuff around hosting. Hosting is going to be a... I know
1: know a hosting provider that somebody on this panel that owns a hosting provider that does that model. But
5: they're not providing hosting, just like I'm tying this. Oh, because you made me do this. I'm tying this to my Astra metaphor. Astra is not providing a visual page builder. They have a bunch of components, including a plugin collection. But when they put it together and tell people it's a full system, people go, oh, my God, it's so obvious to me what you're selling. Whereas if you try to sell them the parts, it isn't when Starlink matches with cell phone and you can get your connection for any purpose for free. And while I've got that, of course I'm going to pay you for the connection to Netflix and the connection to this other service. Like a McDonald's upsell, they'll spend $250 on all the upsells because they got the, I can connect anywhere in the world thing for free. Ta-da.
1: Right. I'm going to, I'm going to go on to the recommendations now because I don't want this being war and peace. So Uncle Spencer, can you do your recommendation? I need. There's a ring at the door, and I've got to go. So do your recommendation, and then get one of the others to
5: follow you. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Welcome back, folks. Uh, my recommendation is: I'm going to go with two today. I'm going to do disable admin notices individually. Free plugin that. I I don't know if any of you guys have noticed this week. I noticed the new blue notices with the little gray tab at the bottom that are showing up everywhere instead of the old fashioned ones. They are more annoying than ever because I don't know why WordPress doesn't built in the ability to override anything and dismiss it. Because some of the authors are choosing to use these in most annoying ways. Like I already asked you if you wanted this, but now I'm going to ask you again and again. So this plugin allows you to completely override all of those. And I think it should be the kind of thing built into WordPress. I'm going to just throw one thing in there, too, is there was a service called Upword.ai that allows you to take long form content on your laptop right now and get rid of all the wasted words so that you can actually read it or listen to it very quickly, which is useful for anyone.
3: Yeah, I probably need that for every email I write to a client. Yeah, wow.
1: Right. right, thanks for that, Spencer. My recommendation is Adobe Express, um, a kind of web based editor, photo editor, free at the present moment. Obviously, Adobe I've got it, so how long it will be free. But if you're looking, there's a number of these web based ones, but it looked pretty good, and like I can say it's totally free and have a butcher's at it. John. Have you got a recommendation for our beloved tribe?
6: My recommendation is The Repository, which is a WordPress newsletter that compiles and gives commentary on many of the things that are going on uh, in the WordPress. Look, John,
1: you've been my friend for a long time now, and you'll recommend, no, there is only one newsletter, and that's (laughs) the WP Tonics one. Atomic well, brings the fire
6: every week. I read it. I have I'm subscribed on three different emails. But definitely uh if you want to uh get some commentary the repository is a great one. You can find that at therepository.email.
1: Right. So Brian, you sent me a list of recommendations I think in your reply email which which another guest obviously didn't read. Uh, uh I'll uh, um, so, oh, be adorable.
4: I'm such, such a. i such ai just have uh, two quick ones. Um, one is this, uh, it's called Pure Paste app, and it's completely free. It's for the Mac. I'm not sure if there's something similar on Windows, but actually, I never really had this problem on Windows, I don't think. Um, but it allows you to paste plain text, like it defaults to pasting plain text instead of like, copying and pasting rich text. I copy so many things from Trello to Gmail to things where I don't want it messing with the mm-hmm. formatting. And so it just... It's such a pain, is it? Oh, I'm going
1: to I'm gonna have to get
4: this. And then once these. in a while, like, you might have to go toggle it off. But, like, I'd rather have it off than the other way around. So for my workflow, it like, I love it. Um, I wish I'd found that app sooner. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of using the shortcut key, because the shortcut key changes in different apps, too. So it's annoying. Um... The other app is called Vivid. This is a paid app, but it's um, if you have a new MacBook Pro, um, they actually limited the brightness on the displays. You can crank them up twice as bright. Now, I it sound it might sound strange, but when you're outside working in the sunshine, it actually can be hard even at the max brightness right oh, now. Oh, I don't need that. I,
1: I I never need this room <laughs> and,
4: actually. Um, this app will actually it goes from like uh. I think, like, uh, what's it, 600 nits to 1,200 nits, which is probably blinding at that point. But um, you can just crank it past that outside. And it's, uh, yeah, inside, I would not recommend it. But when you're outside in the sunshine, like working on the patio or something, it's actually really handy. Um, I've been using it uh, a little bit now.
5: They, they have a similar thing for Apple called Boost for your audio. Uh, uh, obviously, between speech and audio, there's a limit on at least the older MacBook Pros, and so I've used that for a while. It's similar. I don't know why they limit it, but it must be something to do with either protecting the hardware or their liability, or maybe they just don't want to run the battery out probably.
4: Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. I have the same thing with the display. They probably don't want to like,
1: yeah. Sorry, yeah, show don't, don't disappoint hardware. me. You've had, all, you've had all the show to think of something to recommend. Mm. Have you managed it, or are you going to pass
2: um, I'm going to pass. I'm sorry. I was oh, not prepared. You're a lady, so um, I'm going to Read Master you, WP. Can I do your that? You're new. Read Master WP.
1: Yeah.
2: That's my recommendation. We're awesome. We're totally... We're a list of writers from different places. If you get mad at something Rob said, please don't get mad at me. Rob said it, not me. <laughs> oh, I of that out
1: there. <laughs> you mean you said something. If only all the guest panellists took your attitude and said nice things about me all the time. Of course, wink, wink, Brian. <laughs> Keep saying nice things about me, Brian. There we go. You've got to sponsor my summit, even though you couldn't attend it. I sent you with the link.
4: Oh, you yeah, know, I'm yeah. Don't forget, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm, constantly, <laughs> are, I'm gonna
1: constantly remind you of that, Brian. Uh, um, Sally, have you got a recommendation?
3: I do have a recommendation, uh, this week. Uh, uh, this week was the time that I finally got around to migrating away from those uh, not going to be free anymore uh, Google Apps accounts or Google Workspace or whatever Mm -hmm. they call it these days. And uh, uh, so uh, two of those accounts, like I I use them so little, I just moved them onto my web hosting platforms email. Uh, But the other one I still... Uh, uh, you know, still need enough things that it's sort of like, well, it's not really worth paying Google. Uh, So I moved it over to Zoho Mail and you can get the mail, the uh, calendar, the, my phone thinks I was trying to talk to it. Uh, ah, 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 The mail, because I mentioned the big G. My
1: My brain has that feeling when I open my mouth.
3: Uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, um. Uh. You get mail, calendar, contacts for a mirror, twelve dollars a year.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That
3: cheap? Yeah. That cheap. I mean, I didn't need a ton of
5: storage, so. How did? Uh, how was the migration? Because I I ended up cleaning up a bunch of stuff. I was a little offended because. I realized that they give us a good ride, but I have a bunch of stuff. So, like, some accounts had seven, eight, you know, miscellaneous email catch-alls. I had to do it down to one, and it was three bucks a month. And I figured, like, that's the convenience level for me to just stick around with this versus moving it. Was it an all-day affair to move it? Um,
3: Well, the the, you know, I was migrating three different domains. That took quite a while. But uh, it's still... Uh, it was it was pretty straightforward. They have clear instructions. They have a tool that you can use if you set up an AI key that will automatically migrate it in so it's not like you don't have to like download your mail to your mail client and then upload it to their oh, server. Man. It will pull it straight in
5: from your workspace.
3: Account. I mean, these were also things where I had very little in those in those Google Drive accounts. And so that stuff I just moved elsewhere. I wasn't looking to to Zoho for storage. Uh, And they give you the address so you can, you know, hook up your client to the contacts, to the mail, to the calendar, uh, and it works quite nicely.
1: Well, I I just don't know how you can live with yourself, Sally. Google needs that money from you desperately.
3: desperately, desperately, I'm sure they're terribly
1: hard up. These venture capitalists that invested in Google—they need every penny so they can live in Southern California in the
5: luxury that they are that they're used to. I don't know how you live for yourself. Google got actually. its PPP money, so that's all that matters. Because they, no I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think they did. Others did. No, they.
1: You just they were desperate. You know, that's why I had to cancel those free accounts and demand f- money from you because they're, they're so desperate for money, Sally. You know, there we go. Yes, so, well, they
3: should be glad I'm paying them for, for the uh, the one remaining account.
1: Mm-mm. Right. Well, panel, it's been a great show. Then um, Thank you, Nesha, for joining us even though I keep pronouncing your name wrong, but, you know,
2: I get used to it. I do that to everybody.
1: I've liked Brian. everyone
2: you said. Every every way you've said it, it's been awesome, so don't worry about
1: yeah, it. <laughs> God, I love this lady. I just love her. I love her already. I, it's the first time I've met her. If only all the rest of the panel had that positive attitude tribe, this panel show would be a bit easier. You know, but there we go. We'll see you next week. with another great panel and a great, list of stories hopefully we'll see you soon folks bye
3: bye
0: hey thanks for listening we really appreciate it why not visit the mastermind wordpress membership group on facebook and if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter we'll see you next time